0: Welcome to this shifting moment. Every Monday and Wednesday, we focus on a reading. And these readings come from Richard's vast library of thought leaders, teachers, and spiritual guides. And after the reading, we offer up an invitation. And it's an invitation that's designed to move something in your own heart. It's designed to help you wake up, help you through your afternoon, or to wind down at the end of the day. Welcome to this shifting moment. We hope it
1: helps. Cynthia Borjot, The Secret of Surrender. The code word for the gesture of inner motion is surrender. In the wisdom lexicon, it specifically denotes the passage from the smaller or acorn self into the greater or oak tree self brought about through this act of letting go. The word surrender itself means to hand oneself over, to entrust oneself. It is not about capitulation, but about inner opening. It is always voluntary, and rather than an act of weakness, it is always an act of strength. A story from the Buddhist tradition, probably timeless, but in its most recent versions, set during the Chinese Communist invasion of Tibet, makes the point very clear. A soldier bursts into a monastery cell and thrusts his rifle into the belly of a meditating monk. The monk goes right on meditating. You don't understand, barks the soldier. I have the power to take your life. The monk opens his eyes briefly and smiles sweetly at the soldier. No, it's you who doesn't understand. I have the power to let you. Far from an act of spiritual cowardice, surrender is an act of spiritual power because it opens the heart directly to the more subtle realms of spiritual wisdom and energy. I have spoken about surrender in extreme examples, but the power of letting be operates equally strongly in ordinary circumstances in the daily adventures and misadventures of our lives. A few years ago, back before car phones were considered a necessity in life, a potter friend of mine in rural Maine was en route to Bangor to deliver her entire winter's inventory to the big trade show of the year. On a remote stretch of highway crossing a marsh, her Toyota wagon finally gave up the ghost. At first, she panicked. How would she ever get help? What if she was stranded for days and missed the trade show? Or froze to death? Or got mugged or raped? But she was an ardent spiritual seeker and decided that this might be as good a time as ever to begin working with the practice of surrender. Taking a few deep breaths, she said to herself, Well, I'm here. I wonder what will happen next. What happened next was that she began to find herself totally caught up by the buzz of activity in what had first appeared to be an isolated marsh. On this sunny day in April, life was stirring itself awake. She could almost literally see the skunk cabbages unfolding their leaves and the tadpoles darting this way and that. She was so entranced that at first she didn't even hear the rumble of the approaching engine. Of course, it was a tow truck and it just happened to be going to Bangor. Where there's surrender, synchronicity tends to follow which is one of the most delightful side effects of surrender. But it's definitely a side effect. It's not the main event. Although there are any number of spiritual practices, both ancient and universal, to bring a person to this state of permanent inner yieldedness, the most direct and effective one I know is simply this. In any situation in life, Confronted by outer threat or opportunity, you can notice yourself responding inwardly in one of two ways. Either you will brace, harden, and resist, or you will soften, open, and yield. If you go with the former gesture, you will be capitulated immediately into your smaller self with its animal instincts and survival responses. If you stay with the latter regardless of the outer conditions you will remain in alignment with your innermost being and through it divine being can reach you. Spiritual practice at its no-frill simplest is a moment-by-moment learning not to do anything in a state of internal brace. Bracing is never worth the cost. This does not necessarily carry over into an outer state of surrender, or rolling over and playing dead. On the contrary, interior surrender is often precisely what makes it possible to see a decisive action that must be taken and to do it with courage and strength. To ski down a hill or to split a piece of wood, you first have to relax inwardly. Only then can you exert the right force and timing. It's exactly the same in the emotional world. Whether it's a matter of holding your ground in dispute with your boss or your child, action flows better when it flows from nonviolence, A relaxed,
0: inner... We only. were taught the wrong definition of surrender. At least here in the West and especially here in America. <laughs> Surrender is this scary word because it's so often associated with loss. If I surrender, I lose. But lately I've begun to ask myself the question, what does winning look like anyway? Maybe it's the definition of winning that we've gotten wrong (laughs) and that we need to take a closer look at. Because in all honesty, the biggest win I can have in my life is peace, is serenity, is tranquility. All of the byproducts that this spiritual life has to offer. So maybe the invitation today is to take a closer look, not at the definition of surrender. We can get to that later, but maybe the definition of winning. What really, really, really makes you happy, brings you joy, brings you peace. Think about that. Whatever that is, is your win.